no matter what God is putting us through during this season or any season for that matter, it's at the end of the day, he just wants the best for us. And I think that's, that's something that we don't think about enough, um, especially when we're in a situation where we can only see bad in it. everybody welcome back to another episode of sunday at sunset a podcast of intentional conversations where we talk about jesus life updates and whatever else is thrown at us on this episode we have matthias with us matthias welcome to the podcast oh thank you very much for having me melissa (laughs) of course thanks for coming and matthias can you tell us where the best sunset you've ever seen was um uh, for most people who know me, I mean, I don't really go out too much, but um, the most memorable sunset that I've ever seen, I believe, is anytime I'm driving up or down the Sea to Sky Highway and it just like hits the mountains and the water just right. Mm, that's just chef's kiss, you know. I love it. So beautiful. <laughs> Matthias, can you tell us a little bit more about, you know, who you are and what you're currently doing in this um, season of life? Okay, um, well, my name is Matthias. I am 23 years old. I am currently a graduate student um, who is doing freelance videography. And um, yeah, I'm currently working for a couple nonprofits and shooting some freelance stuff as well on the side. And I also work at a bouldering gym and do enjoy a bit of that rock climbing. That sounds good. And how did you get into like videography or like freelance stuff? Like when did that interest spark? Right. Yeah. Um, so I think it all started like probably back in like elementary and high schoolish now, um, where I started like editing and making my own videos and you know, for every group project and stuff. And I was like, hey, man, this is this is kind of fun. I could see myself doing this. And it just kept, you know, building up more and more. And then I realized, hey, you know what? I do want to do this. So um, eventually I went to school uh, for a bachelor in motion picture. And uh, yeah, right now I'm just uh, taking it easy, shooting some stuff I like doing um, while making some money as well. Yeah. What's the best thing you've shot? Like, whether that be, like, wedding lives, like, people, or, like, birthday videos, what is the best piece of art that you've come out with? Um, yeah, I think one of my favorite things I've ever shot um, that I hold really near and dear is this short documentary that I shot on rock climbing, just because I also like bouldering a lot as well. So um, I just shot that all in one day. You know, I went outside to Squamish. Uh, with a friend and then interviewed him and a couple other people and then at night I just went to a bouldering gym with another friend and we just got that all done and it was like a quick short piece that you know gives gives you a gist of what everything's about and it was really fun to shoot I would say weddings but honestly those are quite a lot of work and it is just so stressful <laughs> nah. how many weddings have you shot up to date um I've only shot two thus far um, and still learning a lot, but um, honestly, in the future, I wouldn't mind shooting more, and I'm sure I will get the opportunity to do so, so um, I'll just take it as it comes, right? Yeah, that sounds good. And Matthias, 
while you were growing up like how were you as a kid so like i know you as like you know funny easy going person that like kind of hangs around everywhere um, at church but like how were you as a child yeah okay well um to be honest as a child i was like a bit of a troublemaker um i'm sure people that also went to church for a long time know this um I was always looking to be the center of attention, you know, sometimes I still am. And <laughs> I go out of my way to be an absolute nuisance to do that. And um, yeah, uh, although that did vary greatly for my home life, I think at home I was like, you know, a little bit more reserved, um, did, didn't do too much out of the ordinary. Um, but I guess that's what comes with being an only child. You just kind of want to be you know, in there, um, out about uh, both in school and in church. So yeah, I was a little bit rowdy. <laughs> wow, perfect segue and like into talking about, um, you know, what we've kind of brainstormed to talk about today. Um, so being an only child, like, I don't know what it's like. Um, and you don't know what like having a sibling is like, but how would you say, like, what, what do you think um, as a person who doesn't have you know, any siblings, what do you think the biggest difference is between an only child and siblings? Not just like the sibling part, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, well, from what I've gathered, you know, they, there are very few people out there with siblings who would say, you know, they would have rather been an only child. And there's quite a few people such as myself who are without siblings that would have wanted siblings growing up and I I've always like questioned why um, for me I've never really wanted siblings growing up um, even now I'm like totally okay being an only child I think um, the vast difference I've gathered for the most part is like I am the center of my parents attention and I don't have to share like pretty much anything in my house with anyone else kind of deal um, so it, it gives me like like a huge sense of privilege that um, can obviously go to my head, right? Especially <laughs> when I'm out in the world. Um, so yeah, I think that's probably the biggest difference I'd say. I think, I think one of the things I realized later on in life when I was talking to another friend of mine is that um, having a sibling allows you to like build people skills and empathy and all that a lot easier, right? Because you have somebody that's walking alongside you through this whole thing called life and I didn't have that right so uh, even now it's it's a lot harder for me to um, be empathetic and you know put myself in someone else's shoes because there hasn't been anyone else's shoes that I've had to walk in because you know no one else is living the same life as me coming home to the same home I am and like I really just don't have that um relatability I guess um, to another person in that way no that makes sense and I guess um growing up and you were just talking about empathy when in like what at what point in your life did you realize that oh like this is something perhaps like you know I I lack in the ability of like feeling this way yeah um, so I think it mostly comes across in 
in the way that I choose to deal with people who are either like coming to me out of grief or like a place of sadness. And a lot of people would um, try to comfort them by, you know, affirming them or telling them that um, they're there for them, that sort of thing. Um, obviously, I, I do listen to people <laughs> who come to me like that, but um, I think my most offered form of comfort, I'd say, is distraction. Um, I like to distract the, the those people from what they're going through, um, you know, whether it's through hanging out with them or having fun or just like giving them a laugh. Uh, I think that's always been my go-to and I've never, um, I guess, chose the, the option of trying to sit down with them and, you know, um, talk to them through it and stuff like that. Um, Obviously, I'm trying to do that more now, <laughs> but uh, yeah, even even for the most part, I feel like I I come across as a like person you go to, you know, just to forget about that and you know just kind of have a good time. So um, yeah, for for the most part, I think that's that's how I choose to deal with that, <laughs> and that's. Um, yeah, sorry. I was just gonna say, and okay. that's how I realized that I'm maybe not the most empathetic person. Yeah, that's fair though. But hey, sometimes that's um, all that somebody needs, right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. To follow up on that, um, how how do you think, like growing up, because um, you grew up in the church and you know, having all those people beside you and, you know, having the same friends even now, like who grew up with you. Um, how do you think your relationship with the Lord, um, you know, would have been different or would be different if at all, if you had, um, you know, a sibling close to you or somebody your age growing up in the same household? Um, yeah, honestly, I haven't thought about that aspect too much but I guess for for me um I don't really have anyone that I could just like talk to at home about faith or whether I'm doing my devotions or something like that there wouldn't be someone doing that with me or if I had any questions that I was like you know too afraid to approach my mom and dad about (laughs) um there wouldn't be that person at home to talk to but I don't think it differs too much because um I mean, all the same, I still have people at the church that I can talk to about um, my struggles in faith or if I'm confused about anything. Um, growing up, especially, I, I went to uh, like Awana and everything as well. So, you know, I was at church more than your average child. So <laughs> um, there's definitely like a lot of clarification that I could get from people there. Um, I guess more so now than it would have been earlier is um, I don't have somebody to, you know, um, walk with me uh, at home right now, uh, just because with the pandemic and everything going on, it's it's a lot harder to, um, you know, you don't have that weekly meetup with people um, at church and people that share the faith, right? Because uh, it's it's really just your family uh, unless you're going out and talking to some friends or whatever. But you you really don't have that like intentional time of meeting up at church with like a group of people that share that faith, right? Um, 
so yeah, I think that that's probably the the biggest impact I'd say would probably be around now. Um, because yeah, I just don't have that. <laughs> yeah, that's so real, but you know, it's very valid and very fair. Um, I guess I wanted to ask as, as an only child, like as you are, um, do you think because you know, not having another sibling or your parents not having another child, do you think you are, you know, feeling obligated to fill bigger shoes or, you know, have more, I guess, responsibility or, or like weight on you as like to take care of them or to be there for them kind of thing? You know, to be honest, um, <laughs> I feel like I, I've never actually thought about this, but you're totally right because, um, I guess if you do have other siblings, then, then you know, your your parents split up their hopes and dreams on them. But uh, yeah, I I guess it's just me, huh? I <laughs> I've never really thought too much about that. But um, I don't think I feel like any different towards that or any sort of obligation towards um, carrying a bigger burden for my parents or anything like that. Because, I mean, like. I, I would only think about that if I compared myself to other people. And for the most part, it's just like, my parents have just been so encouraging and um, uplifting of like pretty much everything I do. Um, so I've never felt like any pressure to, um, you know, make them proud or anything like that because um, they, they tell me every day, you know? So it's, it's just like, I guess I'm really blessed in that sense because um, my parents are just supportive no matter what. And I think that's something I definitely take for granted, but I try my best not to, right? <laughs> Aww, we love your parents. <laughs> uh, and I guess like hopping back a little bit, um, yeah, for the past couple of months, for the past year and a half-ish, um, you know, since you have been more isolated and you know, not having that many family members, it's just your mom and dad um, at home. Um, how, if in any way, how has your relationship with the Lord grown um, during this, you know, weird mm -hmm. time? Yeah. Um, actually, I'd say initially it probably didn't grow. Um, I think it went the other way, actually, because... Um, it is, you know, no matter what people say, it is a lot harder in this pandemic to um, be motivated to, you know, keep up your devotions and keep keep in contact with the Lord. And just because like, you're not, you're not gonna have that small group, you're, you're not gonna have that like intentional time in person with other people. And I think that's definitely something that even with people I've talked to weighs on them. And, you know, um, people are, you know, struggling to keep that up. But um, recently, uh, my grandpa actually had a fall and um, he was hospitalized and that was just like a really scary time. Um, you know, my mom was crying. <laughs> um, all, all of her sisters were in call all the time, just trying to figure out what to do. And I think that's one of the times where I'm just like, okay, well, I'm completely helpless here. Like this this is something that's out of my control. And, you know, the only thing I can do in that situation is pray. And, you know, I prayed over and over again over, you know, his recovery. Um, 
for for my mom and her siblings and just uh, especially for my grandma as well um, and yeah um, I think during that time I, I leaned on the Lord a lot more um, and just prayed for his recovery and you know God bless uh, my grandpa just got out of the hospital like a few days ago um, <laughs> yeah uh, but also that's changed the dynamic a little bit because um, you know not only did I have to give up my entire bed frame uh, I also oh. had to give up my mother as well um, so <laughs> yeah just because they uh, he, he shouldn't be going up and down some stairs so like you know we just gave him my bed frame to throw up in the dining room there uh and my mom goes over like pretty much every day she's only back home maybe like like one or two hours a day kind of thing and she's just got to go right back and keep taking care of them so um yeah yeah I think that's uh that's a little bit tough because now there's like um there's even less reason <laughs> for for me to eat dinner with my parents now um which is really sad because a little bit of side tangent um I did always like eat dinner with my parents um and that's you know usually when we connected um and we talked about things in life um but yeah uh that's that's most for the most part more gone now just because my mom's spending like a lot more time with my grandparents um so yeah um but I you know yesterday was my my dad's birthday so that was pretty neat um even though my mother wasn't here which is a little bit sad I did have dinner with my dad and we talked a lot so that was really neat um I think I guess the one thing looping back to the whole only child situation is that I don't have somebody my age that I can relate to all the time <laughs> um and I guess it's just me and my parents um and you know I do love that I don't have to vie for their attention from anyone else but also um maybe I wouldn't have minded if I had somebody that like you know I could talk to and relate to um growing up but uh yeah um that's that's more or less the, the whole situation of uh faith during the pandemic <laughs> Uh, thank you for sharing and praise the lord about your grandfather that's so <laughs> awesome yeah and yeah happy belated to your dad oh yeah i'm sure he'll love it <laughs> um, so yeah like I, you shared a little bit about you know what faith is like during a pandemic and we do want to acknowledge that it's very very difficult um you know to be isolated at home and some people don't even have you know the space to be able to do that um but yeah i guess another question i had is currently in may 2021 who <laughs> is god to you um yeah i think god is just for for me currently he's just um i guess he's just a protector to me i think he's He's doing his work, um, you know, protecting my family, um, not just from the virus, obviously with the whole grandparent situation, um, but he's also like protecting everyone around me. And I think, praise God, I, I, I only know like maybe 
one or two people who have like gotten COVID. Um, yeah, and I think I think uh, for the most part, it's it's something that um, I've taken for granted for sure. I feel like longer and longer this pandemic goes on, like the more and more this you know seems more like a nuisance and less like an actual threat. And although that line of thinking is a little bit dangerous, I think it's also a blessing because that that just means that for the most part, um, me and the people close to me and the people I love are, you know, free of it. And, you know, that's definitely something to be thankful for. Yeah, and growing up as an only child, as you did, um, in what ways did your parents' love for you remind you of God's love for us? Hmm. Yeah, um, I definitely see that a lot in my parents and um, how how they raised me. Um, my dad was always like teaching me new things. I mean, he, he loves working with his hands and, you know, I picked up a lot of those skills and I think, I think in, in the same way, um, you know, God is teaching me all the time, you know, <laughs> whether or not like it's something I'm interested in I think he's like teaching me life lessons and just like it's just apparent you know and um in the same way um like as much as my mother loves me she also you know scolded me a lot growing up (laughs) so um yeah in that same way I I feel like regardless of um and and at the end of the day, regardless of how much, you know, I, I made her upset, um, she just, you know, wanted the best for me. And I think that's just, like, so, so relatable, right? It's just, no matter what God is putting us through during this season, or any season for that matter, it's, at the end of the day, he just wants the best for us. And I think that's, that's something that we don't think about enough, um, especially when we're in a situation where we can only see the bad in it. And yeah, I think <laughs> I think he has a plan for us at the end of all of this. But for for now, we it's very hard to see for us to see like what it is, right? No, that's wonderful, and just such great words of truth. Um, I know just a couple a couple minutes ago you mentioned a protector and how god um in this season feels like a protector and is a protector for you and those around you um i remember at the beginning of corona were you, were you at one point really really sick yes yes i was actually um i i think this was even before covid really blew up um i might or might not have had it i think i was I had a really high fever for like two weeks straight. It was like the longest that I've ever had it. And it was just, it just came out of nowhere. One day I was just like, I just couldn't get out of bed. And I was like, oh man. And it just kept going on. And I was just worse and worse conditions. And it's just, oh, that was, that was definitely a very scary time. I, (laughs) I didn't ever feel like I was going to die or anything like that. And I remember going to the checkup for, and I was talking to the doctor and he was like, 
he is bringing up coronavirus and he's like hey you think this coronavirus thing is gonna be big because you know it, it might be right and i'm just like yeah but you know like the flu's pretty bad every year too you know it might not be worse than that and he's like yeah you're probably right and you know this this medical doctor who's <laughs> who's literally got his phd is just taking an opinion from a kid who is just dying and uh yeah those were those were some words that just aged like milk but uh yeah i eventually recovered out of that thank god um and there was co-workers everywhere when i came back to work just making jokes about whether or not i had covid and then boom here we are <laughs> so yeah that was kind of funny but yeah <laughs> uh, during that season of sickness were there any I know going 180 degrees now, but were there any uh, answered prayers or big Jesus moments where you were like, ooh, like I'm really sick right now? Um, you know, as you said, you were worried about maybe passing kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> but were there any like big moments where now you're even thinking about, you know, that season of your life and like, wow, Jesus showed up in all of these ways while I was sick and couldn't get out of bed? Um. Yeah, to be honest, um, I did pray a lot for my recovery, but I don't think the sickness was ever that bad to the point where I thought I was going to die. Um, I think I think I did enjoy like the whole, you know, just being quarantined just because being an only child, I have a whole basement to myself with like a projector and everything like that. So I, I have I have myself set up here and being quarantined was actually kind of fun but but yeah um i i think i think my recovery was longer than normal and i think that really worried me a little bit just because i've never had a fever that long before um but yeah i don't i can't recall a specific moment where um god came through in that just i mean he was just healing me all that time but i i think I think the biggest thing is that I didn't get any of the other symptoms um, from COVID. And I don't think I tested positive for COVID during that time. It might've been pneumonia or something the doctors were saying. So I think I'm glad that I never had to be admitted to the hospital or anything like that. Um, and it was just like a really extended stay at home kind of deal. So that was really nice. Oh, that's wonderful. And again, praise the Lord for all of his healing. And look at you now. Uh, Doing much better. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess as we look forward, as we look, um, you know, into the next little while, what is one prayer or a hope that you have for this, um, you know, whether it's this current season or an upcoming season in your life? Um, what is one prayer that you do have? Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, um, one that is at the forefront of my mind is just a prayer of healing, um, just for my grandpa and for everyone that's been affected by COVID. Obviously, that's a lot of people, <laughs> but um, I think, I think now more than ever, I think the world needs healing. And um, yeah, I think my, I would also have a second prayer, and that's um, for me personally. I think. Um, I, I do want to pray for, um, I guess 
my faith and everyone else's who is affected by this pandemic. And I just, um, like, I know it's hard um, to be away from the church and to be away from that community. And I think um, that's definitely something that's probably weighing on a lot of people, um, me especially. So I think, um, yeah, I think we all do need a little bit of that in this time. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I agree. And um, yeah, as this season is just feeling like it's so long and never ending, <laughs> um, how can we as your community and as you know, your friends um, and the people around you, how do we, how can we better support you um, during this season or just whatever really comes your way next? <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, wow. I wasn't expecting this, but um, I, I guess just, just hit me up. I mean, um, during this time, I've uh, found that I, I can talk to quite a few people, you know, and just have conversations late through the night. And I think that's, something that's I guess a bit of a substitute for <laughs> those after lunch talks or anything like that and I think um yeah just keeping up that connection even if I haven't talked to you for a while would be real nice and I think yeah everyone does need prayer and I think um trying to keep everyone in in my prayers and all that is just um is a little bit difficult especially since um for the most part like you don't know what's happening to a whole bunch of people outside of like a small group of friends or something like that right because um yeah you don't, you don't have that ability to just free flow and just kind of walk to a different group in church during coffee time and just check up on a whole bunch of people because like there isn't that anymore right and you have to be a lot more intentional um with people if you do want to check up on them and i think that's pretty difficult for a lot of people to do myself included so um yeah yeah that'd be nice <laughs> so so good well Matthias thank you again for your time today and just yeah all the things that you shared um yeah again praise the lord about your grandfather and praise the lord. <laughs> yeah how healing is happening um as we speak and all the times that you know as an only child how you felt and how jesus kind of you know left, never left your side and how you're able to still hold on to his truths in every way possible mm -hmm. so i want to thank you for all um all of that and thank for you our listeners um thank you guys for listening i hope you were encouraged by today's episode and as always we will see you next sunday same time same place sunday sunday at sunset. <laughs> <laughs>